What's up, guys? It's me. I'm back. I'm back, guys. Um, let me just close my door. Rightio, rightio. Right, I'm here, guys. Wow. So I'm meant to be studying right now. Um, I'll get back to it. Don't worry. I'll get back to it. But I had to take a break. I had to take a break, guys. And I, I need to control myself. Because um, I was just doing a lecture, watching a lecture, rather, on critical race studies and boy oh boy <laughs> have i got some things to say i sound absolutely crazy but i'm just excited and Husey, um thanks guys for waiting for this episode because obviously it was a long wait thank you to everyone that's like been giving me support i really appreciate you guys um and after this episode i've got one, <laughs> i've got one on the winx winx club coming out um that was meant to come out before this one but i was like no 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 i need to talk about this one so let's see what i can get done in under 10 minutes okay cool so i wanted to speak about um well i just learned a new term called national mythology ah! <laughs> i love it i love it it's so true um but I think I could do it depending on um what you guys want, what you guys are feeling. I could do an entire podcast on national on national mythology. I'd love doing it. I'd have a blast doing it. But in short, in short, national mythology is the idea that it's the idea that sort of nations create ideas about themselves um and create symbols for themselves and create um narratives for themselves that they push um in order to sort of reap benefits from that's sort of i guess the unfancy um unrefined way of putting what national mythology is but um the reason i mention it is because it's everywhere it's everywhere so an example is a painting of christopher columbus sort of marching forwards the painting is called landing of columbus 1847 by john vandalin um showing him marching forward some people are bowing about bowing down before him you know he's definitely the center of the painting you guys can look up if you want whilst you're watching this he's the center of the painting and he's moving forward and whatevs and it's obviously this the the, way, the reason why this is national mythology is because the notion this is pushing is America charging forward in the glow of colonisation, neo-colonisation, I guess now, or McDonald'sization, Coca-Colonisation, and the whole thing. That's very hard to say. Um, and the issue with, with, with these mythologies is, is the people that it sort of negates and the people it pushes away from these narratives. I remember, guys, <laughs> it was like year four or year three or something and whatever, and in primary school, we were learning about, like, history, um, American history or something, whatever, and the teacher said, so Christopher Columbus founded America or whatever, and I was like, oh, excuse me, sir, um, actually, I don't think this is true because, you know, I've heard that he actually didn't do it, and he was like, um, Chloe, don't worry, we'll, don't worry, Chloe, we'll, we'll talk about this, you know, another time, and he just brushed me away, um, and the craziest thing is that, like, I knew Christopher Columbus didn't create, didn't create, what, didn't found America, um, was not the founder of America, because my mum had, like, she sings this song, 
that is like Christopher Columbus is a damn blasted liar like it's a song and it's I don't know some sort of song somewhere and she loves it because it's so funny so like I've heard this song whilst I was growing up so I knew he didn't um find like America obviously people were already there how can you find something that's already there um to reference Pocahontas, which is a terrible reference because obviously that film is highly problematic. Even though for a long, for the longest time, it was my favorite film until I really watched it when you're older and then you see, oop, this film is really problematic. But one of the lyrics of these songs is still very true. Where it says, "Sort of, you think you own whatever land you land on." Like that is that should be the slogan for Western civilization, for like Western culture. Is the idea that we that wherever. Oh, isn't this so sad? This is the duality I face, guys. I'm saying we when I'm talking about Britain, but obviously that this actually doesn't include me. But anyway, um, it's it's such a crazy like idea that everywhere we um, we, Lord help me, everywhere that Britain has colonized in the past is suddenly their own and suddenly discovered. You know that scientific language, and I say scientific because there's obviously that guy who is it Darwin's cousin. What's his name? I feel like it's Glenn, but it's not. Francis something uh let's see if I can find his name somewhere here <laughs> where are you Francis if I don't remember his name that's not a bad thing for me but anyway you know ideas of like eugenics and 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 um racial hierarchies having their precedence or having their like scientific backing in um evolution like and all that crap I'm so sorry I, absolutely if you believe that guys I'm just I'm not gonna be, be mean to you I'm just hoping that you can see the air of your ways the belief that black people are biologically worse than white people it's a very crazy thing because race is not steeped in biological fact race is steeped in cultural invention it's an invention guys like anywho this is all laptop this is what i've been learning about guys and it just gets me mad and i could talk about this for years guys i could talk about it for years but obviously i've got 10 minutes ish um might stretch to 15 guys i might have to by the way i'm calling this code classics episode black speech because boy oh boy is speech political guys i remember i said space i remember i said to you guys that space is political speech is political guys in language is one of the most political things ever and i wrote about this you know i might show this later but like i wrote about this because language is so highly racialized and political and you know so here's an example right here's an example so let's say i'm in an elect i'm the lecture okay and you know i start talking about race or i'm in my or i'm at I don't know, I'm with friends or my flatmates, whatever, and I start talking about race, like, immediately, I know that other people are thinking, oh my gosh, here goes Chloe talking about race again, I'm about to sneeze, give me a second. (laughs) Sorry, I know that they're thinking, oh my gosh, Chloe, here she goes again, the black girl talking about race again, why does she keep bringing it up? But isn't it crazy, guys, that I'm not actually bringing it up, but we live in such a sort of white society where the narrative is literally white people in the centre of the narrative that anything that is not white that is mentioned is automatically, like, bringing something up regularly. Do you know what I mean? I haven't articulated that well. So here's an example, like, you know, if you say something like, um, I don't know, we're talking about the economy or something, which the economy, goodness me, that is so racialized. But anyway, we're talking about the economy, and I'm like, 
um yeah capitalism and colonialism like these things aren't there those things are linked and it's it's actually not natural these are inventions you know for example look at the way black people are treated throughout society black buying power economics yada 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 so I could be like, oh my gosh, Chloe, like, are you kidding me? Like, we were just talking about money and you suddenly have to take it into race. But I technically haven't actually taken it into race. The very fact that this mythical person has said this to me shows that their society, their environment that they've grown around with, their mind is, is conditioned to be anti-black. So that anything I say seems like it is racialized, but it was it's like if a white person mentions whiteness they're just mentioning everyday life because whiteness is so ingrained and woven into the very society we live in now listen i'm not here to do a whole woe is me kind of thing it's not a woe is me it is woe this is the reality um not gonna lie i've got hope for the future that things are gonna get better but i got a bit down because i was thinking to myself like when is this gonna end when am i gonna walk into a room and my presence is is sort of noted because of my person um, and not just because of the race or the skin on my person, if that makes sense. Obviously, it's a bit hard because my race makes up my person, but, you know, sort of like Martin Luther King kind of thing, content of a character, rather than colour of your skin. It's just the whole thing. And it's so weird because I thought that words were this sort of amorphous thing that you say and they go out into the world and they don't come back, but words are so... Ugh, they're just so words like <laughs> they're so fused with power dynamics they're so fused with power relationships they're so fused with power full stop but like black speech it's like a thing it, it's just it's and you know what's crazy like these cool um what were they theorists and you know philosophers and all this sort of stuff they have languages for this stuff you know they have like master slave dialectic i think that's like um franz fanon you know they have words like afro pessimism um and please let me know if you want me to talk about these stuff i'd be so happy to and you know words like sort of you know non-inclusion and all this sort of stuff like they have words and speech that um solidifies these ideas i'm talking to you about like Sometimes I think, am I just paranoid? Am I just paranoid? Like, when I enter a lecture Zoom call and I'm the only black person there and it's English and I'm mentioning something about black people, am I paranoid that everyone's like, oh, she's speaking about race again? Is that just me paranoid about that? Or is this an actual, like, reality? Like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh gosh, I said like so many times. My mum would be very annoyed for me saying like (laughs) many, many times. But anyway, um yeah guys this is part one i'm not gonna lie but i don't want to bombard you guys because i can look 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 i can understand that if you're a white person listening to this and thanks to all my viewers no matter what race or whatever you are um pink blue gray whatever um like i understand how this may feel uncomfortable i really can i really can because no one wants to be in a position as a human being to just hear that i don't know you have all these privileges and these people don't and you're an oppressive force like i no one wants to hear that no one wants to hear that i can understand this but guys the thing is we can't run away from the truth from the truth that's the thing and the thing is we live in such a highly racialist racialized society and this society wasn't created by black people can i just say that race wasn't created by black people like we don't bring up race race is being pushed down and all we do is reveal what has been pressed down um and 
I, I know, I know, I know, I know, guys. It, it, even in my language right now, even my language right now is very charged because I'm a little bit upset after this sort of lecture a little bit. So even my language is charged. Like, even if you want to, like, analyse what I'm saying, I, I keep saying things like we, they, them, you, I. And, and when I say you sometimes, if there are black people watching this, they might be like, why is she saying you when, when I'm on the other end of this podcast? Like, of course she doesn't mean me. And if you're a white person, she might be, oh, why is she attacking me by using the, what is the direct pronoun? It's not a pronoun, it is. Oh my gosh, I take English, guys. Anyway, why is she using the word you? And you know, is she directing that at, at me? I'm not, I'm saying it in a general sense, but at the same time, it is individual. I don't know if you get that dynamic, like, I'm talking about this in general, I'm not talking about you as a person, but at the same time, if you're white or black, this does concern you, you know? But anyway, I was just thinking about black speech, guys, and how, you know, black speech and also black bodies, like, black bodies in the media, oh, that's, that's a lot. I could go into that one, guys, but this is mainly about black speech, and guys, guess what? So I'm doing a, like, an assessment, um about uh, Shakespeare I'm praying it goes well <laughs> but um so the, the the exercise is to edit a play of Shakespeare only an extract and basically give reasonings for your editing choices etc so I'm doing one I had an idea to do one in like um using colloquialisms and sorry I just said that's so weird colloquialisms it is yeah colloquialisms and sort of modern sort of London kind of twang and slang I thought it'd just be so fun and then I was like ha 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 I can't do it because the moment I do that I've put myself in this position of the black one that has to do black things has to do and guys even the fact that just now I've just talked about slang and said it's inherently a black thing like that even is it's a bit problematic but Anyway, like those were the thoughts that went in my mind, and it almost feels like there's this um, phrase by Jean Jacques Rousseau, um, which is like to paraphrase completely: "Man is born free, but is in, but is everywhere in chains." And it's the idea that idea I think applies to the black situation so desperately, and to black speech specifically. Like we have an internal monitor that says, "Can we say this? Can't we say this? Is this okay? Am I going to get in trouble for this? Is this going to make..." my friends feel uncomfortable i have an example like when i speak i speak like this naturally by the way guys i speak really fast i'm sure you know i'm trying to sit down of course for this podcast but i'm very excited anyway but when i'm sometimes when i'm with certain people like i i use like my vernacular changes slightly like there are certain slang words i use a little bit more um and that's because my friends use them as well and that's just how it is but i don't do it that much i might if you talk to my friends my speech doesn't change that much it just depends as was as we, as it does with every single person like depending on who you speak with certain words you use change and whatever but on the whole i talk like this most of the time but sometimes there's like i'll say more things like more like london slang based things like oh that's peng or that's deep or that's peak or whatever and i recognize that like even that can make certain people uncomfortable and it's like, oh, I feel bad. Should I now censor my language to make th- this person or this group of people feel comfortable? Guys, the answer is no. The answer is no because that in itself shows the society that we live in. Like, that in itself is anti-blackness. Like, this is in my own situation, but like, even your speech, like, why should I police my speech in order to make someone else feel comfortable? Huh? Right. I said that now. I don't know if my flatmates are watching this, but I have one flatmate who, (laughs) 
we were out and she said something she just swore or something but I just got I was in a bad mood anyway and I was like can you just not say that ever in front of me again and I'm dramatic anyway and thank god she forgave me anyway because I was being a bit um also weird just annoying but anyway so I was asking her without even knowing in reflection to basically police her speech for me and in the same way that's wrong this is this is the same sort of situation like as a black person you shouldn't feel the need to police your speech in order to please someone else that being said it's something that's so inherent because when you go to an interview there are certain things you can't say to the interviewer because you know you won't get the job because the society you live in is one that has standards set up that aren't for you you're not part of these standards hey ho that's the society we live in and we're used to that now that's fine but i'm just saying guys that never do what i've done in the past which is think that i can't write about this topic i can't talk about this topic i can't do this in this way i can't wear this kind of thing because of how it will make someone else feel there's a difference between having compassion and consideration and then um what's there's another word begin with c i was going with the c thing um it's not conscription <laughs> it's completely not conscription um but it's anyway it's basically policing yourself (laughs) like there's a difference between being compassionate and considerate and policing yourself you know uh censoring yes there's a difference between um consideration and censorship okay and and censoring your language and your way of being just to please someone else it is negative because you're not doing it for their person you're doing it because of society society is telling you like your speech must be moderated to fit our ideals if you speak out of this box consequences 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 come on guys that's not the way life should be that's not the way life should be you know um so that's my rant (laughs) about black speech i just find it so fun like it's it's sometimes it's upsetting sometimes it's scary sometimes it's like crazy to talk about but it is so fun to delve into how we view race in this world and sometimes i wish someone would just say to me hey chloe how are you doing i'm good how are you doing let's just talk about race i'd be like huh i'd be like okay let's do it let's do it let's just talk about race for like 50 hours i'd be so happy because like I always tell this about people I have hierarchies in my life about what matters to me and race is not number one but it definitely does matter to me um I do like talking about it um but I just want to encourage everyone out there um to gosh all right guys there's something wrong with me I don't know why I'm speaking like this but I just want to encourage everyone out there to not let any part of your body your person what society tells you to to censor you and to stop you from being yourself like it's coming towards 20 minutes i've got to wrap up i could talk about this forever forever but i might talk about bodies because i've been learning about that as well but before that winks club (laughs) um but yeah if you're looking for some interesting things if you want to know more about race specifically um black people and race because there are very many dynamics to race there's so much cultural particularity and that's one thing i will talk about about the cultural particularity between african what black like black is such a big thing and it's not a monolith like yes there are black people but like the intricacies the like intra-black relations are mad so i could talk about that because that's quite interesting but that's the end of today's um i you know talk about black speech um if you want to listen watch some films some read some books um get out queen and slim the help 13th americana american sun selma bell loving one of my favorite films ever is loving the way that is filmed the simplicity let me not get into it anyway um the butler ruby bridges their eyes were watching god 
the color purple if bill street could talk the soundtrack for that peng um the color of friendship purple hibiscus white fragility the hate you give etc so those are just some examples thank you so much guys for watching today was a long one it's two parts so i hope you enjoy it maybe if you're on a I don't know if you guys jog or whatever people exercise nowadays but whatever you're doing maybe you can listen to this um please i was say like comment subscribe that is so ill-fitted for this platform but please share with your friends uh, i'd really appreciate it please let's have some open conversation um i have an, a chloe classics instagram account which is at chloe classics with an x c-l-o-e-c-l-a-s-s-i-x so i'd love to just you know if you could dm me i'd love to just talk more about this black speech um yes i think i will talk about cultural particularity at some point in the future but the next episode you should expect is definitely a whole rant about winx club and how i miss the good old days of winx but hey i'm not gonna completely rain on the parade of this fate the winx saga because i i think there were some good points but yoish there were also some bad points any i hope you're all having a great life right now um you know happy 2021 again <gasps> happy february it's the first february guys oh my gosh thank god we made it guys we actually made it because 2020 was mad so we're in the second month of, of um oh, second month of february hmm second month of 2021 which is brilliant i hope you guys are having a great month um yeah chloe classic shout out to my friend jade she's doing a really cool challenge and i think it's for um a cancer charity so if you need more information about that i'll actually be posting that on my chloe classics story so i hope you can see that as well um yeah thanks guys for listening lots of love i've got an outro song it is um wow that's that's not the other no anyway it's the fugees fuji la or is it the fuegues i don't know if i pronounced this completely wrong but enjoy and merry happy february <laughs>